Good morning, evening, afternoon. This is Paper Tuesdays. The paper with the Tuesdays. Very comfortable here, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, it's very relaxed. It's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. You're very mellow. Me very mellow. I'm from Mellows. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're in great form altogether, aren't you? I am. Yeah. You hit the you hit the notes right when I, I opened the text for you this morning and it was uh, can we uh, is there a space for free code Marie for the Christmas? <laughs> I spent five minutes laughing at it. I just thought about it, like we're not gonna see him for ages now. No. Free code. I was such free a part code. of the, the team in lead up to the show. Yeah. He was integral for like probably the wrong reasons. <laughs> I know, he, he was very good and very helpful. And speaking of Frico, here's where, here's our Frico. Flash flood. Our first positive message from Flood. <laughs> <laughs> Could become a trend, but yeah. Mark, what a what a night. Ah, oh, it was class. It really did. It went off better than expected. Definitely, yeah. And to all the 180 people who bought tickets for Gory Little Theatre, thank you. We salute you. Namaste. A huge namaste. And um Mark, I, I don't know why, but it, it reminded me of what is Paper Chooses. And I'm still trying to explore that mystery, but it gave us another idea of what it could be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was uh, so strange. I think we talked about this before, but it wasn't really just like a podcast. It wasn't just a live podcast. It was its own show. Yeah. Really, it was it was something different. And we knew going into it, people were going to get something different than what they expected. And that's the reviews we got as well. Is that like, I was talking to one of the lads the other day and he was saying he brought two lads with him and they were kind of home and hand about going like, you know, what, what interest would I have in the podcast or whatever? And, they went and they were absolutely delighted we were blown away mm. so and that's that's down to that help we've got as well do you yeah. know like if it was me and you it probably would have just been a live podcast you know mm. but all, that's all thanks to Connor and Shane and Robbie and Frico and Ian Dowdall yeah everyone who's involved yeah and thanks for your support and yeah oh and by the way there was a 140 euro raise on the night for Little Blue Heroes so Shout out to them as well. Shout out to them. We, I haven't told you yet. I do so many things with this podcast that I don't actually tell Mark to, you know, things are actually needed. So Mark, we, we've to get into the sea on the 28th of December for Sarah ah. Robinson. Okay. You all right with that? Yeah, okay. I'll be okay with that. It's for charity, Mark. Yeah, it's for charity, okay. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting back in the sea lately and be like, oh, I should, I really should do it. And I was like, no, it's way too fucking cold. <laughs> But now sure I have to, so maybe that'll start our momentum again. Because remember last year we were doing it the whole time. Yeah. You flood and Rory. It's actually interesting because it was around that time of year, like very close to those dates when we started the cold showers. So was it? Yeah. Oh, we both at the same time. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the cold shower thing definitely started at the start of January, and I think we had a podcast at the end of December. So this is the twenty eighth of December. That one. Yeah, it's so, a year then. Uh, yeah, cold yeah. showers. Jesus. I definitely recommend them, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a habit you need to build. But it's, yeah. once it's there, it kind of stays, and it definitely helps a lot. Like hundred percent. And you've been big into the saunas lately. Big into the saunas. I got try go at least six days a week. 
sometimes seven, but uh, I definitely find uh, it's great for my head. More so yeah. than anything else. Oh, you just how relaxed you feel afterwards. I do need to take a cold shower after the sauna to wake myself back up if I go on early in the day. But uh, oh, it's just it's fantastic for your your mood. Yeah, I find more than anything else. And tell us the the technique that you've got from Andrew Huber. So what I do is I take a 20 minute sauna, 20, 25 minutes, depending on if I've trained beforehand, how long I can last. So then I'll do that. I'll then go and sit outside the sauna till my body kind of gets itself back down to its normal temperature. I don't do a cold shower then uh, because I believe that uh, is one of the beneficial parts is your body regulating its temperature back down to normal. And then once that I do that, I then get back in the sauna for as long as I can stand. It's probably five to 10 minutes. I'll get back out again, let my body temperature come back down, and then I'll have a cold shower. Mm. In the Art Club Bay, they have these rainfall showers, or whatever it's called, and it's class. It's very, like, it's like, like a brick wall. Yeah. And tell us what, what goes through your mind, like, during those 25 minutes. Like, are there moments when you want to leave? Are there moments where you're like, oh, I can feel things changing in, like, neurochemistry? or no, Not that you can really feel a change. You can feel yourself starting to pulse and sweat a lot, and you're uncomfortable. Definitely the last five to ten minutes you want to get out, and you kind of just have to say, look, I'm just warm. I need I need to just sit through this. I'll get through it. Same as exercising. You want it to be over, but, you know, you have to go through and see it out. But, uh once you're out then you start feeling very relaxed actually once you get out you, your body is pulsing as well and sweating as it's bringing itself back down and that's a very relaxing feeling because you, you are cooling back down you feel yourself doing it but um oh, sorry i forget your question no i'm just <laughs> curious about the the <laughs> mental uh little oh yeah you have to sit in it it's uh it takes discipline you have to be disciplined to do your 20 minutes do your 25 minutes because yeah. you you do you will want to get out after like 10 and a lot yeah. of people do and you're not you're not really getting the effects after 10 you're just kind of getting warm it's yeah. when you get up to an uncomfortable temperature that's when your body starts releasing all these heat shock proteins and uh bdnf brain derived nootropic factor which causes you know growth of new brain cells and links in neurons and stuff so that's when it's when it's actually hard is when you're improving same as that else yeah so you have to you do have to sit through that but uh, it's just it's uh, I'd, come, I'd recommend it to everyone I think except pregnant women I think don't think they can do it right but uh, uh you just you feel great after it like mm. and apparently they done I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast but they done a study this from Rhonda Patrick who was on Joe Rogan's podcast mm. that they done a study and they followed 400 men in some Scandinavian country over the course of either 20 or 40 years and the, for the, it was dose dependent so people who used the sauna four to five times a week had a 50% decrease in cardiovascular disease and 40% decrease in all causes of mortality. So that's heart attacks, wow. strokes, cancers, just Huge, from sauna use. Yeah. No, uh, no, it was completely independent of anything else. Like. Yeah. And then, and so if you were to go two to three times a week, I think it was like 27% decrease. Mm. So if you do the five, but if you do any, you're improving it. Like you're improving your chances of, of surviving, living long. Yeah. So it's worth it. Like, and it, you feel good after. So I really don't see the point in not doing it. Yeah. But, you know, I'd recommend it to everyone. And now the saunas are back open. Like, sure, they were closed for two years. Yeah. And so it's it's great to have them back. Saunas back open, and the appetite and demand is there. You see all these revival recovery rooms dotted around the country now. There's one in Glen Ely that is very good on the Instagram. Like, there there's a real demand for. It. Definitely, definitely, mm. and they're not that expensive to buy your own if you want one either. It's eighteen hundred euro, and if you think like it sounds like a lot, but if you think about over the course of your life, yeah, and life extension that comes with it, like eighteen hundred euro is fucking nothing. Yeah, over and when you thing. think about the fibers that would accrue from those visits well, along the way, like exactly. it definitely worked it worked a while for you. Mm. You mentioned Rhonda Patrick there. Rhonda uh, has some great podcasts with Joe Rogan, and she's also extremely good on Twitter in that like she finds a study, she summarizes maybe in three tweets 
tweets and you get a good sense of where the science is at at the moment. And she's done this with actually an article that I took this week, Mark. Mm. Diversity of gut microbiome. Mm. Oh, that's a new pronunciation. <laughs> yes, microbiome. <laughs> microbiome may influence or be influenced by a specific emotional dynamic to do with loneliness. So this study took 184 poop samples, which we're very interested in on this podcast. Yeah. And the diverse microbiome. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on the moon. Bring on the moon. That's the only thing we can do. Here. But um, they're more compassionate and engaged. So um, now they say the article admits that it may be a two way street that, you know, if you have a more diverse uh, goat health, that's a better way of description of microbiome. Mm. But um then you're going to have a better mood. But it was very... I found that fascinating that they can tell from the poop that, you know, uh, you will be more engaged. Or that a poop sample can indicate how a person's mood is. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't That's it? That's crazy. Um, obviously, there's so much in this that is... And we, if you're interested in that, like, that's uh, only the tip of the iceberg in that podcast that we did with uh, Teresa Keane of mm. Booch and Bia. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I it leads me to the question mark. Do you often think about your moods? Like, do you often say, "Oh, I'm feeling X now because of Y earlier"? Definitely. Really? Yeah, definitely. And this could be something you ate. Could it be something someone you met? Could it be something you thought about? Yeah, yeah. All the above. Yeah, all the above. It, it's a variety of factors, but like, even on the microbiome thing, there I put like a sweet over there. Mm. It can mix from the Galway market and. Mm. 19 euro worth of pick and mix and we what? were eating away on them uh, and I knew an hour or two after that yeah I felt like shit yeah and I knew that was why mm. but I think um, making yourself aware of the factors that can cause these can help as well because you're not like feeling shit as like oh I feel shit now because I am shit or you know you don't um, associate your worth with your mood Excellent. You don't over-identify with your thoughts. Yes. It's another way of looking at it. That's a very good cap, uh, encapsulation. Yeah. And, and it can be, as you were saying, it could be someone you met, it could be something you ate, it could be not getting enough sleep the night before, it could be not exercising, it could be the weather, it could be all of these things. Like There's a lot of factors that affect you in your environment mm. that you know you can look back and say, oh, maybe that was because of that. And I, if I fix that, that might fix this. Mm. and it does a lot of the times like you, you will be right a lot of the time mm. X does lead to Y like you know if you're going out drinking Friday, Saturday and a cure on Sunday and you wonder why you feel shit on Tuesday maybe it's not because you know uh, fucking someone cut you off in traffic that you're upset mm. do you know very true you mentioned a very important factor there Mark the Galway Christmas market yeah you went to it <laughs> Tell me your favourite stall because I know what it's going to be. The shower heads. Yes. <laughs> Why, in God's name, is there a Christmas market with a stall dedicated to shower heads? Were you caught talking to this man? No, I no, wasn't. No, no, no. no. I just found it fascinating. Christmas. Yeah. What, Christmas. What do we need? We need a new shower head that lights up in different colours. Yeah. There was weird stuff. There was shower heads. There was like Turkish street food. Yeah. There was a Heineken zero zero tent. I didn't go in. I don't know where they just sell a Heineken zero zero. It's a bit weird. Uh, there was mulled wine. There was all this different kind of shit. But like a Christmas market in Galway is a bad idea. Ooh. It, it the weather is awful. <laughs> And it's raining and it's cold and no one wants to be out there. <laughs> but what does poor weather mean that you can't have Christmas? Yeah, in Galway. <laughs> Galway shouldn't have Christmas. 
yeah, see, Ashton hated it. The mm. market. Sorry, Galway. Mm. But um, I loved it because there were so many people around. Yeah. So many people. Yeah. Why would they? There was no way in a dreary Christmas, December month that would there be as many people on a square in Galway. That's what I liked about Yeah. Yeah. Like, were, wasn't it strong when you were there? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was busy. Not overly busy, though, because the weather was particularly bad. Like, there was that storm. Okay. But right. uh, it honestly wasn't that bad in Galway. Like, you could get through it. We just didn't really enjoy it being out and there's like maybe 25 stalls I'd say and a lot of them selling the same shit yeah like there was stuff I was going to get for you a seaweed bath oh yes yeah uh, there was what else was there there was uh, garlic grinders yes. a stall for just mm. grinding garlic <laughs> buy fucking grinded garlic yeah it's gas isn't it crazy stuff you, going to Galway, Mark, I think you kind of stepped a little bit into Breed's world. Mm, yeah, the Irish. The Irish, the Connemara. Yeah. Went out to Connemara one day, what, we drove out, walked on the beach for 10 minutes and drove back. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, there was roadworks in Connemara at the time. All oh, right, okay. But, okay. Uh, no, I didn't actually hear anyone speak Irish. We walked oh. into the supermax to use the toilet and it was an Indian man who told us the toilet was broke. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know if even the Irish language has to be embedded in God. It's just a different sort of Western vibe. More. It is, yeah. It is, it's a tough place to live. Mm. Do you know, there's not that much sunshine. Uh, and even here, like when the weather is like this, it, it fucking it gets you down. Like, do you know, mm. it's grey, the sky is grey, you're driving on the road and the road is grey. Everything's fucking grey and dark and the days are so short. But like, that's Galway. Every day. All year round. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And the people are so white. All of them. They're, they're all so white. <laughs> Reed said it's because the British never got there. Or the whatever's never got there. I think it's because the sun never got there. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yes, Mark. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there's this New Zealand retailer and they employ people. They employ 16-year-olds. And when the 16-year-old left... They um, then shared a set of rules that they, that, so, oh my gosh, start again, Michael. When the employer started hiring these 15-year-olds, they were handed a, a list of rules, okay? Yes. Um, so here's some of the rules. I'll just go through them. Rule one, life is not fair. Get used to it. Rule six, if you mess up, it's not your parents', par- parents fault, so don't whine about your mistakes. Learn from them. Uh, rule seven, before you were born, your parents weren't as boring as they are now. They got that way from paying bills, cleaning your clothes, and listening to you talk about how cool you thought you were. So before you save the rainforest from the parasites of your parents' generation, try delousing the closet in your own room. Oh my gosh. Uh, Rule nine, life is not divided into semesters. You don't get summers off and very few employers are interested in helping you find yourself. Do that in your own time. (laughs) Rule 10, television is not real life. In real life, people actually have to leave the coffee shop and go to jobs. (laughs) Rule 11, be nice to nerds. Chances are you'll end up working for one. Oh my gosh. Um... Wow. Uh, rule five, flipping burgers is not beneath your dignity. Your grandparents had a different word for burger flipping. They called it opportunity. Okay, so there's a snapshot of what was going on there. Uh, so the the, fa- the one of the parents of the 16-year-old who left the job uh, posted this condescending list of rules and thought it was out of line. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, it is kind of out of line, isn't it? Like the, the facts are real. Uh, but it's kind of worded in a very condescending way. Yeah. Disrespectful. But uh, it's very Jordan Pearson-esque, isn't it? Like, 
Yeah, yeah, Jordan, Jordo, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Jordan and I loved his books, but he did something during the week and... What was it? Yeah, I had a silly old tweet and I thought, now Jordan. Come on now, Jordan. One second and I'll find it. I've seen him dancing on Instagram. Oh, I'm all for dancing. All for <laughs> dancing. Dance away, Jordan. Answer, colon. A new variant is announced when pharmaceutical company share prices dip. I call bullshit on that. What do you think? There was no statistics to back it up. There was no... Uh, at the time of the latest variant, uh, Pfizer was going down a little bit. But should they go so high? But can we really say... You can't. It's beyond our scope. But like, it's getting annoying at this stage, isn't it? The, fucking, the, the old virus? Yeah. The thing that's going around. The thing that's going we around. We only mentioned it once in the live show. I love that. I think it was only once. Anyway. We never talk about it. It's because people want to fucking break from it. Yeah. It's everywhere. It's, ah. Mm. Like, um, we're getting boosters now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> here we go. Here uh, we go. <laughs> When is it going to fucking end? Like, when are they going to say, right now, that's it? Well, we it. have the lighty cards filled up. <laughs> yeah, we have the lighty cards filled up. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. Why do you want to attend soon, Mark? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd like there to be no COVID anymore, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To be continued, I'd say. <laughs> but anyway, Mark, on to more important matters. You, you have a bone you want to pick with Claire's buy and sell yes Claire if you're listening uh, I posted ham for sale on Claire's buy and sell last night for mm. a reasonable price of yeah. 3 euro a nice three. Plate, plate of ham oh, already cut she deleted my post Claire and I tried to sell half a bottle of mouthwash at it before and it wasn't deleted <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I would <laughs> I was in the kitchen making a sandwich and I saw a plate of ham and I thought maybe somebody else would like this ham and I said I'd sell it on for three euro and I posted it and someone commented offering 50 cent which mm. was completely out of order there's no way I was going to sell that for 50 cent and I commented back with a screenshot or a picture of myself edited from the selling sunset picture and it said a picture of me saying selling ham on it and clearly in my post how are you supposed to do business under mm. these conditions yeah and who was Elaine? <laughs> when did Elaine come into this? Oh. And you see people selling such fucking bollocks on it. Ham <laughs> is like the what least fucking out there thing for sale on Claire's Buy and Sell. A lot of things aren't for sale, but people looking for friends on Claire's Buy and Sell. There's a lady on it, I can't remember her name, but she posts on it the whole time looking for ridiculous shit so she can have someone to talk to. <laughs> Does anyone know how I turn on the immersion tanks? Hi, me again. Are there any clubs in town that sell hand wash? <laughs> how do I learn the tango? Where is YouTube? <laughs> I put diesel in my car. Any advice? <laughs> Shut up. I love the genuine reason. Like, you know, when they discount and they're selling something and they all say the genuine reason. I'd love to know the genuine, genuine reason. reason. <laughs> I'd like to get a list of them. What was Fab's genuine reason for selling his toilet? Oh, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And in fact, he was hiding behind the toilet. <laughs> you can just see his hand going over the toilet. <laughs> I love that the algorithms work as well. Like Claire's buying and, and the lane. Sorry, lane. Mm. That it's become a mine of information. Like there are mm. posts every minute going up on it. 
Like all the time. So many times when I now because we've had engagement with Claire and then by myself, I've now uh it's just my, my feed is full flooded yeah. with it. Oh yeah. that's all my Facebook feed mm. is as well, is Claire's buy and sell. Mm. Like and I've no interest in any of it. No, at, at but you all. just want to make a quick profit. Though. I just yeah, yeah. <laughs> in and out. Gary Vee, Carboots in. <laughs> I wonder if Gary Vee heard of Claire's buy and sell. We should let him know. <laughs> you're big into Gary Vee. Oh, I've gone harder into it. Harder? Yeah. What is it? What is, what's the appeal? The appeal? His honesty. His honesty? Yes. Right. And so, like, and he has this NFT game, and he has this kind of new whole market share. He's onto something in that he's now basically, the, the point of having his camera crews around him and all is to show how honest and accountable he is right. so the cameras will always be rolling and he you never know who he's going to meet and what sort of off the cuff sort of response he's going to give that will then be posted on his own instagram but it's that level of accountability and trust that will if based on what i've heard from naval ravikant and all these guys it seems like that we're going to see more accountable leaders when it comes to politics finance and everything in the future and mm. to me Gary Vee is that man. Vote Gary Vee, number one, in this year. <laughs> I heard someone going on a rant about Gary Vee once, and they like took clips of his videos, and he's like, you need to start your own business. And he's like, yes, Gary, I will. What business will I start? And he's like, Gary Vee's saying another thing. And then you do this and that, and like it's just vague stuff, and your man oh, by yeah. the end of it is like, smoke facts. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's fair enough, and that's true as well. But like, he's just so... It's a simple message that he's getting across as well. Like, he's not peddling a Ponzi scheme. Well, I'm sure some people would say that NFTs are Ponzi schemes. But, mm. and, but it, there's a lot of gratitude about it, and I'm all into that. And he has a new book out, 12 Principles and a Half or something, and it's all about how kindness should, and compassion should be grounding blocks of business rather than the more cutthroat things that we associate with business. I'm looking forward to listening to the audio book because he goes off script. Oh. And it's, it's when he goes off script that you get the beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. Gary Vee though um, oh yeah sorry his face always looks so angry <laughs> oh yeah he's like a pug that another dog just pissed on but he's like oh, kindness and gratitude those are the two things that's all you need simple simple kindness I appreciate you all so I much I appreciate you all so much I just want to buy the jets Oh, Gary, I hope you see this. Um, <laughs> when I was watching one of his videos and, he, and someone asked him, what age do you think you are mentally? And he takes a moment and he goes, I, I, I veer between 88 and 12 because I'm, when I'm 12, I'm playful of everything. But then 88, I'm like, you know, he's all into just, just be kind, be kind, you know. So he has these two personalities that he just flips between. It was very interesting. Mm. Gary V. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, and big namaste to Fab O'Brien and Roisin Kinsa, <laughs> who, who provided us with some beautiful goodies. And you'll see her there Saturday week. No, you won't, because Saturday week is Christmas Day. So, <laughs> Mark, will we take a parish of the week, I yeah, suppose? Yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Ross there, Harbour Accommodation Centre. Woo! A six-week social soccer program has come to an end there. They had a massive tournament. Well, probably not that big, but anyway. <laughs> eight teams. And they were building relationships and rapport with these people in the Direct, direct Provision Centre. Um, some Syrian nationals. And what I love about this, Mark, is that we see the positive steps of integration with people coming in here from other countries. And four of the residents have now joined the local soccer club, Rosslare Rangers. So that is a fantastic news story for me. That's great. Our Parish of the Week, Rosslare. Take it away, boys and girls. Who would have thought it, huh? Yeah. Rosslare getting a Parish of the Week. <laughs> 
I know, they're coming up there. I have some local news oh, headlines for you, Michael, if you want them. Yes. Uh, I don't know, maybe you might want to skip the first one. <laughs> I'll let you decide that. Okay. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right, we might skip it then. <laughs> It's very good. We'll put it on our Patreon. Yeah. So if you'd like to know what this local news story is, you can find us on Patreon. We're Paper Tuesdays and we're creating wholesome content there. And we'll be going hard into the Patreon just like uh, Gary V there. So. Our New Year's resolution. Yeah, absolutely. Namaste. Anyway, in other news, NWSPCA is happy to drop charges after discovering that the hungry bear on McDermott Street was actually a cafe. It's a good news story. <laughs> good news. This is another breaking news here. Jer Cush has been called back into the inter-county panel after his paper Tuesday's live show. <laughs> That's a very good one, man. <laughs> you were up close and personal when Jer was taking those shots in the very 1996 much. glory holes. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, I thought Jer was going to hit me at one stage. <laughs> because... Here's what happened. Okay. Uh, you wrote the questions yeah. for this, and they were written in your kind of language. So <laughs> I had to try to read out like um, really fast paced to Jerry Kush who was trying to focus on hitting the balls and the balls. Like, who did you elude in the 1996 Leinster Senior Hurling County Final after you bypassed the cornerback on the way through the field? And I was just like, Jer, uh, who in the 96 final did you uh, block down? And he was like. <laughs> <laughs> And he's such a big man. He's yeah. so, such a big, imposing man. Like, he's lovely. Yeah. I definitely annoyed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's deceiving how... Um, because he's quite tall, like, he's yeah. six, you know, but you wouldn't think of his height. Do you know what Jerry... Jerry, who's Jerry? My father learned from him last night in Navy in a complex bar that Jer has lost three to stone in the last few has months. He? So, Fuck, yeah. fair play, Tom. Absolutely, absolutely. He will be back. Yeah. <laughs> Accuracy here. I in the actually was news. looking through a uh, photo of him here the other night, and there's photos of Jericho and Billy Byrne in it with us with the trophies, the Leinster one. Yeah? Yeah. That's mad. It was, yeah, I was looking through family photos. Oh, that's Jericho. <laughs> Unreal, yeah. isn't it? He's very like Jack when he was younger. Yeah, yeah definitely. This bit of him. Yeah, oh, iconic. Um, Liam Jericho. Oh, yeah. I love some of the questions I have to say in putting them together. I loved how Billy Byrne um, offered to um, he'd carry the oranges for the team for Liam Griffin because he felt so embedded in the culture that uh, it didn't matter that he was kind of going to only be used as a sub. Mm. He felt like a, a real strong part of the team. Mm. And then you have the likes of Jack Cush and I love Liam Dunn saying to him that um, we're going to answer the critics on the first Sunday in September. Yeah. You know, these two that were probably heavily criticised for, for different aspects. I don't know why Liam Dunn was criticised but I know Jer had to struggle to um, you know all that's running training that type of thing so yeah. it's uh, it's some answer yeah Jer didn't actually know the answer to that question when I asked him <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then there was one of you just said yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know oh, straight away the one how many hills are in Gory oh yeah how many hills are in Gory it's like seven yeah <laughs> Like, he's not gonna fucking notice. <laughs> he did, oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He'd be aware of that, would he? Like, yeah, it's kind of a big thing for Gorytown because oh. uh, it's on our club crest. Oh, and, I see. Um, 
And the goat, why is the goat? Oh, because Gory was a goat town, yeah. as we learned on the live podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of, I suppose since we're on this topic, uh, the yes, there's a Navy and a GA history book. I know that's where you were leading us, Mark. Yeah. And you can get it for 15 euro and you can message me. And uh, thanks to everyone for contributing. It is live, a signed copy. Signed copy, yeah, yeah. I'll be signing Gary V copies. <laughs> <laughs> In other news, Tom oh, Brack Natives. Sorry. Are you going to do an audio book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go there's script. one. Yeah, go on. Sure, sure, a cunt from Wicklow came in and tried to take us. <laughs> there's one lad in it who goes off, um, and uh, oh, yeah, he goes, someone was protesting their innocence when the referee blew the whistle, and uh, the referee goes back, You can't hit a man in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> And that, for some reason, that's in the name of history. That's worthy. That's that's what we want to preserve here. Uh, in other news, Tom Brack natives are, have been added to Ireland's endangered animals list. Well, this is unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brack, Mark, ever been there? No, I haven't. No, um, it looks like uh, the, sorry. The pub in there apparently is hopping. Coleman's looks yeah. the place to be. Yeah, Sam Alley story. So mm. DJ Keno brings a crowd. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does indeed. Um, in other news, there's a government recall of Carlo due to the lack of public interest. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of counties, uh, did you see on, on Twitter there, you can actually go to Paper Chooses Twitter and you, you, we've retweeted a tweet that we found thanks to James Mordant and it's someone that took the maps of each county and drew things. So like he has, I think there's an elephant is one county and uh, Wexford is a witch the way the the mm. land comes in at the bottom and it's a big nose so mm. yeah That's yeah cool. so worth a look at there yeah. oh yeah mark when did you totally overreact beyond any proportion like any examples i know i had one or two um a lot a lot a lot um when did i overreact I can't think. I've got one actually. Go yeah, on. I remember a few Christmases ago. Now this must be five or six years ago. Ashton uh, tore up bags, like just tore up bags. And I have a thing that, like you know, bags. Anything that you have can be used again. I yeah. just, I'm, and maybe it's been mean or whatever. Wouldn't spend Christmas, but anyway. Um, and she tore up the bags. I I sold for five or ten minutes. <laughs> so annoyed. So annoyed. Just bags, just piece of paper. And my mother had to tell me that human beings are more important than bags. And it's an important life lesson. <laughs> there we go. That take it from it. A real turning point for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, can you identify with any of that? I'm trying to think now. No, I, I no. obviously can't think of a specific You never got too attached to bags. No, 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 no never. No, never. Good, good. Well, a Florida man was angry over his neighbour's parking habits, as you would be, yeah. Mm. So he sprayed fire from a flamethrower toward the car with three teens inside it. <laughs> no one was hurt thankfully um, this flamethrower that he had it shoots 20 feet of a distance some significant distance and you can get them online for $900 and um, the suspect told the Mercury News that his neighbour's issues need to be brought to light I thought that was a bit of a pun yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he attended it he has charges coming forward against him now for uh, trying to assault people with a flamethrower so there you go I watched the documentary last night uh, what's it called Running or running f- into the fire or something but uh, I'll find out the name of it it was about these twins in England about 10 or 15 years ago they were fr- uh, Scandinavian and the show starts with these two ladies walking down the, the middle of a dual carriageway there's like gravel in between the two sides so the one going north and south they're walking along it and it's CCTV footage and uh, they were shooting this show 
uh, highway motor cops in England or something. So they had a cameraman with them for this. So th this is actually wasn't used in the show, or it might have been, but they made a documentary about it afterwards. So these two ladies are walking down this, the middle of this dual carriageway. The cops see the CCTV, go onto the dual carriageway, pull up behind them with the sirens on. When they hear the cops coming, they jump out into traffic to try to get hit by cars. Oh my gosh. The cars missed them. Oh no, they, sorry. They might have got hit by one then. And then when the cops arrive, they bring more to the side of the road. Unbelievably, both women are fine. And more cops arrive then. The cops with the cameras. They're talking to these ladies on the side of the road. They're all normal. And they're filming. The cops kind of talk about what's going on. Two cops are with the two ladies. All of a sudden, in in the background, so the camera is filming the peep, the cops talk, and the women are standing with the other cops in the background. The late one lady runs out again under oh an articulated God. lorry, and then her sister follows her and runs out in front of a micra, a small car. And you can see the first one going under the wheels of the Arctic, and the second one getting hit and smashing the windscreen of this micra, going up over the car, and both of them are lying on the floor. They run out. When they start assisting these two ladies, they start giving abuse to the cops, spitting at them. This, the first lady went under the Arctic is alive, and she's fighting with the cops. Her bottom half, her legs are completely tore open, broken, bones coming out of them. Her, her bottom half is broken. Her top half is spitting and shouting at the police, fighting them off, throwing punches. The second one comes back from being knocked out, wakes up, runs across the dual carriageway on the other side to get away from the police. The police run onto the dual carriageway are like talking to her. She's fighting them off. It takes six police officers to restrain this one who got up and ran again. They bring her over, tie her down, sedate her, take her off in an ambulance to the hospital. The second one gets up. The second one doesn't get up there, lift her to the hospital as well. One of the sisters goes to prison or goes to jail for assaulting the police officers. She gets out after a week or something while the case is uh, ongoing. That day she gets out of hospital. She goes and murders someone, a oh random Yeah, she goes into some random lad's house, stabs him and runs away. I probably shouldn't have told this story because that's as much of a documentary as I've watched. I've watched the first half an hour of it. And for half an hour? This yeah. Oh, it's action-packed. It's action-packed. It's, it's so fucking bizarre. These twins, and there was no uh, drug use, no drugs found on them in their person, and they ran out in the traffic twice so under an Arctic. You haven't got to like you haven't figured out any motives. No, that's what they, that's the bizarre thing. They've, they've no motives, no understanding of it, why it happened. It's crazy. Twins. Jenny Mac. So what's the name of that? Uh, I'm gonna try find it now. Please, yeah. Um, While you do, just a footnote that I've noticed now that you're wearing green and red for Mayo on your cap, and it's a Mayo jersey here. So it's a nice little parallel. Oh yeah, running into yes. thanks, Michael. Running into traffic. Uh, <laughs> Another thing I've been watching a lot of. Okay. Is trading spouses madness in the fast lane. Is okay. the name of that documentary Madness in the Fast Lane? Remember it. Mm. Right. So it's <laughs> trading spouses is what I've been watching. Right. Fantastic. Swap, swap wives? Swap wives. Okay. It's from America. I used to be on telly the whole time. Right. I used to be on TG3, TV3 or TG Car or something, but I used to show it. It's on YouTube. It's from like the 90s and it's so good. It's such shite, but it's so good. Like the episode is like two hours long and the, there's this lady in the first episode I watched and she's this big, massive, fat slob basically like there's no nice way of putting it she is uh, she's like 300 pounds she just sits in the chair and barks orders at her family all day and everyone has to answer to her so they swap her with this other family who are very I think you'd fit in well actually they're um, 
very spiritual and mandalas and uh, <laughs> meditations and they have a party when the big fat one is there and they do this uh, solstice oh, right. so they burn all this incense and have this party and she hates it they have gargoyles like statues around the house she hates that so she comes anyway there's all kinds of fucking friction and mayhem there and they all argue she comes back they give her you get 50,000 for this what? They give each family 50,000 oh and the gosh. wife gets to decide how the family spend the money. Wow. And it's, oh, it's so good. But this lady uh, comes back. She's so upset with this spiritual family, reckons they're heathens, they're, they're Satan. She comes back, takes the letter, rips it up, the 50,000, screaming, I'm a God warrior. She's a real Christian family. Screaming. Oh right! Because when she's in it this, was well pitched then. Yeah. Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Like yeah. these families together. But uh, she, when she's with the other spiritual family, he runs a radio show on love and relationships, and they bring in a psychic, and she, she, this one is presenting to show him for the day, and the psychic comes in, and she's like, I do, I abhor this, I, uh, I something, I rebuke this in the name of the Lord. Goes like that and throws her hand at him, and she walks out. She won't look at him, won't speak to him. She reckons that man is Satan. Okay. Uh, it's just I recommend people watch Trading Spouses on YouTube. Oh, it sounds like I'm going to be good on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a bit of me, all right. Mm. Uh, Mark, what's the most petty dispute you've partaken in? Most petty dispute? Mm. Oh, probably me and Shane wearing each other's clothes. I'd say. Okay. Happens. Tell us more. Still happens often. Like I don't know when it started, but we just kind of end up taking each other's clothes we don't do as much anymore we used to take each other's clothes all the time or like if the washing is out what do you take Shane's jersey or you take mine or trousers or shorts or something and that's just kind of it's real petty stuff like because it's just clothes yeah mm-hmm. for years when we were in secondary school I begged mam to put a, get a lock on my door so I wouldn't come in and take my clothes <laughs> <coughs> and there's actually uh, long going on. there's a down a down GA jersey that I got in TY and he Every time he takes it without fail, so I've been for the last year. I've hit it. Uh, I only, I, it only comes out of this hiding space when I'm wearing it to the train, and everyone like it's mine. And this is he, but I only found out that he, was his jersey now. Yeah, no, he, yeah, no, this is another part. He always thought it was his jersey, and I was like, I got that in TY. I thought Brendan left it to us, <laughs> so I thought it was mine. Oh my god! There you go. Yeah. yeah. No. On this topic, though, Shane, you, 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 like, it's not just the clothes. Like, I remember, like, Mark and I would just go around the corridors of GCS making chainsaw noises. Too. Yeah. It must have been quite traumatic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just talked about this in the pub last night with like Cottle Greg, like a fucking sharpshooter. Uh, <laughs> pew pew. Like, yeah, I think the whole thing kicked off. Like kind of so, so so catchy chainsaw the chainsaw thing, but like I spurred it on by hating it at the start. I think like yes. I hated it, and that's you really what made us think. And then like I kind of took a step back and said, like, "Why do I hate it?" And I, I, just, <laughs> and I just realized I, <laughs> I might as well just fucking go with it. Same thing with Carl Greg, and like everyone called him sharpshooter, like because of training and he was bad at shooting. <laughs> and like, and, like just to take the piss out, man. He went mad the first while, and it just stuck. And then everyone started start making pew 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 noises at him, like and for years in school. <laughs> He still doesn't like it. I don't know. <laughs> but that's true. Once you kind of st- it stops affecting it, people stop calling it. Like yeah, I think. Well, Dara Cullen still calls you Shane. So yeah, I know, a lot of people still call me Shane. So yeah, like anyone yeah. that would go to school, really would call me Shane. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember the first day that happened. We were watching the Simpsons movie. And Homer says, stand back, I've got a chainsaw. Rah, 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 rah. He doesn't actually, he's behind a locked door. Oh, right. And I remember seeing Shane, I was like, Shane, saw. <laughs> chainsaw. Fetty <laughs> drop. <laughs> yeah. That's gas. Well, here's another petty dispute that I wouldn't like to be caught up in. There's a Reddit man, um, and he's paced, he offered the story there, the question to Reddit. Uh, he always prepared his wife's lunch. 
and he noticed that she wasn't eating it. So he, you know, first of all, he thought he'd mix up the lunches, bit of variety. Variety is the spice of life, as John O'Connor's mother used to say to me in the shop beside Gordon Community School. Yeah. And um, then the wife said she actually eats at the work canteen. All oh, right, that's grand. Sure, he stopped making her lunch and he just made the child's lunch. But then when the wife uh, noticed that he'd stopped making the lunch, she branded him childish. And uh, she wanted him to continue making the lunch that she wasn't going to eat. Oh. So, what do you make of this, Bart? Uh, well, look, <laughs> women are always right, aren't they? <laughs> um, she's childish. Yeah. Yeah, it's the obvious answer. But it's projection, I think, a little bit. From him or her? From her. From her. Oh, yes, calling him childish. Because yeah. she's upset that he's not Could making be. fake lunch for her. Yeah, but I haven't done my psychology course yet, but I'm going to f- yeah. <laughs> put a fiver on that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But the power of Reddit as well, the fact that he felt compelled that his avenue of uh, personal reconciliation would be through a Reddit post. Yeah, there's a lot of that goes on on Reddit. Mm. I um, uh, look on Reddit, there's a group called June 2022 Bumpers which is people having babies in June 2022. Oh. And I don't go on it anymore, but at the start I did because I was trying to fucking find out stuff. You know, I didn't mm. know what, what to do or what to expect. And, but now you go on it and it's just people moaning about their own problems. It's like okay. such fucking stupid shit. There was one lady recently, last time I done it, was complaining that she finds it uh, invasive that her mother-in-law always asks, asks how she is anytime she sees her. She thinks that's an invasion of privacy and she should right. just mind her own business. Like, yeah. imagine going online to write that kind of shit. Like, so fucking stupid. This leads nicely onto something that we haven't discussed personally, but like, how are you feeling about fatherhood? Uh, excited. It, it doesn't really feel real yet. Because mm. um, there's no baby. Mm. So it's kind of, uh, I don't think about it all the time. It kind of comes in waves. I kind of remember that I'm going to be a dad and then I get kind of happy and excited but uh, there's no real fear or anxiety about it which is strange because I know a lot of people do worry about it and stuff and well, maybe like once or twice I've maybe worried uh, how am I going to balance all these things when I'm a dad or am I going to be good at it but like I'm I'm fairly confident that I'm going to be a good father because just the way I am I think I'm naturally that way inclined I'm good with kids. I enjoy their company. Not in. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Uh, no, but uh, I do like. I'm very much uh, looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah. Um, you obviously want to be a father someday as yeah. well. I can tell by you as well. You love kids and you love talking about it. You love. Uh, yeah, it's almost like though that it's almost a form of worship or something that like you that there's something more important in the world than you. And I think actually mm. Naval Rabbinkan says if you're going to do anything in life, you come have children or become a saint because there's no other way out for you. Because otherwise, you just glory yourself or you become invested in yourself too much. Yeah, definitely. And I noticed uh, there is kind of changes in myself when I look back. When we found out Breed was pregnant in London, it was like uh, there was like a switch as soon as I found out that was like far more kind of aware of uh, not that breed needs to be looked after but that I need to be like you know more protective in a way I don't know like it's kind of this is uh, more my responsibility now I can't just you know like leave or not pay attention or do whatever the fuck I want like I am accountable to something big now so I have to kind of be aware of it it's probably a challenge that like 
that that element of relationship like is something that needs to be preserved but i don't know like i know in the past it probably resulted in like um a negative dynamic between man and woman where you know the man was at the top and that was it but mm. like it, it's not like they're two independent a man and a woman is totally independent like it, it's how they come together and how one and the other protect each other that is an aspect that that deserves preservation deserves protection as like and I suppose it only comes naturally in relationships like that's how you and Breeder are coming to it now I certainly benefit from viewing my relationship in that lens as well yeah it makes it more meaningful doesn't it like yes. my life yeah, there is not about life isn't about finding uh, one meaning I think mm. it's not like there's no what is the meaning of life there is no the meaning mm. there, you find meaning in it but I think like this mm. is the, the most um clear way of having meaning in your life I think to be accountable and to be to have to provide and look after other people I think there's no escape clause then you know I don't get to just leave or die you know I have I there's a, other people are dependent on me now which is good I, I enjoy it mm. well part of it is just showing up you know yeah. we hear that so often as well that you know part of it is just showing up and doing the work and that that's that's I think that speaks to what you're saying as well like I know but you haven't felt that fear and I think it's because you know that you can be you can display those signs of accountability yeah yeah and I've always knew I wanted to be a dad I actually thought I'd be a dad younger than I am now really yeah it's just uh, since I was like 17 18 I kind of knew that the purpose of relationships to me anyway was to build a family and have a family and have kids and that's just I've kind of always understood that you know there's never been like if I've ever, uh, you know, being single never really suited me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get it really. Like I didn't, you know, some people enjoy that. Mm. I didn't really. I was like, well, this is kind of like I'm wasting my fucking time here, you mm. know, doing this. So once I kind of decided, right, look, I'm going to fucking do this now. And it's the time is right. Uh, I haven't really looked back since. There's been no doubts in my mind. Mm. So and I'm happy now. So. Mm. I'm just sort of looking forward to the future. It's beautiful. I'm sure we'll touch on it again many times. Um, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing. Um, wow. Um, right, Mark, do you want to offer any comment on the? It took balls and guts to to put out the mental health podcast there a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, you've you've been blown away by the positive support that arose from it definitely yeah uh i've been i have been definitely blown away i honestly mm. didn't think i'd get much of a reaction at all maybe like i knew a few people would message and be like oh fair play to you or whatever well, it's just it's been i've been blown away by the support from people and people sharing their own stories and stuff like that people that you wouldn't think would struggle but uh, I definitely think uh, this time of year it's important to have kind of a positive message of it because all you kind of hear in mental health is the the negative stories and the ones that didn't go well and you know people that are you know suicide unfortunately is still a fucking massive problem and mm. I hate hearing about it I, honestly that's the one thing I never want to hear about for many reasons but like I just kind of sick of hearing about it like I, so if I can do something to help stop one person committing suicide or falling down a dark hole then that's worth it to me like you know what mm. I went through if not else I got a story out of it and if that helps someone else then it was worth it to mm. me you know but uh, yeah. people have been saying you know oh, that that was very uh, brave or it must have been very hard it wasn't really hard I think once I just sat down and said to myself I'm just going to be completely honest here and tell this story from start to finish it was easy 
I was able to just sit in that honesty and look anytime I felt hesitant or anything like that just like you're here now just keep going and I just kept telling the truth the whole way through and if nothing else it was a therapy session for me do you know I felt much better after doing it uh, I hadn't planned to do this really that's why it was the last weekend in November it was just one day I kind of came home and I was like look fuck it I'm just going to do this now because I knew I was going to do it at some stage ever since we started the podcast I was like I'm going to end up telling this story on this at some stage and I thought I may as well just do it now when it's this time of year it's men's mental health month and I think now was the right time and I just did it I said I'm just going to tell the truth and it worked and I think that telling the truth is just kind of the way out of it of all these things do you know if someone can see that I can do that speaking to a microphone and tell it to however many people want to listen then they can sit down and talk to their family member or they can talk to their friend or they can go and use one of the services and just speak from honesty and you think you can't do it or it's so confusing but if you actually it's it's just in the doing it's like writing you think when you're going to write something you're like I don't know what the fuck I'm going to write it comes to you as you do it so just sit down with someone with the intention to speak honestly and it'll come and that's all really you have to do and it's not hard it seems hard the thought of doing it is hard but once you actually start you'll find your way through it yeah really well said Mac you couldn't put it any better um, that's that's perfect um, there, there's just one aspect that I wanted to I don't know if it's maybe it's past now but it's um, well fair play to fair play to you for doing it and uh, like you say what like you just give a bit of light and uh, no sorry that's it your honesty and you you've touched on it there several times uh, what I found most interesting is that from what I could tell listening to it how honest the whole thing was the account of it was everything was crystal authenticity there was no and you had a level of perspective that you only gain with time mm, um, yeah. and but you you knew you were very perceptive and you're able to tell when people are telling the truth by the tone of their voice yeah I, are you not I think well, I thought most people are it's, I think it's a skill like, yeah. like, because we hear so we hear radio shows we hear everything talking all the time like and mm. we don't ever well I would never click with me there that's a bit contrived or not, no sometimes you would it would be fairly evident but yeah. I think you have a very good level of telling the intonation of someone's tone yeah I think so well I, I think you are as well I think people uh, it's a it's an empathy thing you need to have empathy to be able to tell you need to be able to put yourself in their shoes or like read body language I think women are very good at it like, definitely women know when you're lying yeah. you know you can I could say something to breed or any woman and like they, they know because mm. they might not tell you at the time but they're like you, you said this that wasn't true or whatever they, they are able to read your body language like you said before Ashton's able to know what you're thinking before you say it mm. she's able to read you women are much better at reading people so I think that's another way to get good at telling the truth is speak to more women because mm. they'll correct you they'll know if you're lying or not or they'll know if something's not congruent with how you're acting and your tone of voice your body language while you're speaking they're able to pick up on that much better than men I think and that's a lot of people just said you're very honest like I could have been lying about some of that stuff but they're able to tell I think in my tone of voice and the way I spoke that I was it was all true like yeah do you know you can tell when people are telling the truth but the universe well maybe it's just what you surround yourself with but I did not hear one person say doubt the and that's such a difficult thing to do because you know it's very easy to say oh to say oh someone was attention seeking but like I knew I was just blown away that by the, the by the honesty factor to be honest because mm. yes you were being honest and sharing your struggle but it was very easy to just share a struggle you you 
you put all the cards on the table and you didn't you didn't hold back and that's look I'm sure everyone has understands that um so yeah yeah it's not hard uh to do you just no. have to let yourself do it yes um and the truth is way easier than lying yeah because you don't have to remember what to say is not what they say that's it so yeah. you just it's it's so much less friction when you speak I think because if yeah. someone is lying they're trying to think about what they're saying I wasn't thinking about what I was saying no I was just saying what I felt there was no delay I think yes no delay I like that can we end on a positive more lighter yes, yeah. this? Uh, I have so I was looking I found some funny news stories today while I was looking up these are actually not stories they're headlines okay some of the funniest headlines so the first one was forecasters call for weather on Monday. <laughs> the folks at the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Gazette make no promises about Tuesday. Enjoy the weather on Monday while you have it because the rest of the week could contain no atmosphere whatsoever. <laughs> uh, and the next one is amphibious pitcher makes debut in a baseball match. Apparently uh, he's amphibious. Uh, cows lose their jobs as milk prices drop. <laughs> Miracle Cure kills fifth patient. Okay. <laughs> Man accused of killing lawyer receives a new attorney. <laughs> These are all real news articles. They have like the pictures of Oh my god. They were printed like. State population to double by 2040. Babies to blame. <laughs> Mississippi's literacy program shows improvement. They spelled oh. Mississippi wrong. <laughs> uh, breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. <laughs> Police arrest everyone on February 22nd. <laughs> Thursday is cancelled. Oh dear. Bridge closure date, Thursday or October. <laughs> most, earthquake, most earthquake damage is caused by shaking. <laughs> Federal agents raid gun shop, find weapons. <laughs> Safety meeting ends in accident. <laughs> that actually reminds me of uh, the... What's it called? First aid course we did in school in TY where I had to leave to go to the hospital. Yes. Because we told this story. I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe not. We'll just go through it quickly again. So yeah. we were doing a first aid course in TY. I was sitting beside Grog Cullen down the back messing with and I had a bead bracelet. Me and Grog were fighting or mess fighting and he broke the bracelet and then he picked up one of the beads off the floor and shoved it in my ear <laughs> and it got stuck and I went up and asked your one uh, can you get this out? And she was like, no, how am I going to get that out? I was like, you're the first aid lady. She's like, you may go down to the reception. So the reception, and I'd go to the doctors, get it taken out. And you got a little, little canister, didn't you? I did, I got a little canister and I brought it back and showed everyone. <laughs> muddy Creek problem. It's too muddy. <laughs> Murderer says detective ruined his reputation. Utah Poison Control Center reminds everyone not to take poison. Mm-hmm. Bugs flying around with wings are flying bugs. <laughs> Students cook and serve grandparents. <laughs> Alton attorney accidentally sues himself. Hospitals resort to hiring doctors. <laughs> Farmer using cannon to protect watermelons. <laughs> Voters to vote on whether to vote. <laughs> Museums full of history. A goat accused of robbery. Police in Nigeria are holding a goat on suspicion of attempted armed robbery. <laughs> v 
vigilantes seized the black and white goat, saying it was an armed robber who had used black magic to transform himself into an animal to escape after trying to steal a Mazda 323. <laughs> a spokesperson for police in the eastern state of Quara said the goat is in our custody. Vigilantes saw some hoodlums attempting to rob a car. One escaped while the other turned into a goat. <laughs> It's always the magic in Nigeria, isn't uh, it? That's it, yeah. It's brilliant. Oh, we were watching Ninth Day Fiancé as well. I'm glad, it's, where is that? It's nowhere, it's fucking, I was it's watching. It's hard to get it. Yeah, can't stream it. I wanted to stream yeah. it last night, but we were just it's watching so clips cool. on YouTube. Baby I love, love it so much. The Nigerian? Uh, no, oh, Nigerian. The uh, rap star or the pop star. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So good. I love the Russian factors, and the Russians are always oh, big characters, yeah. Your man that went over and he met her three times, or he yeah. raised me her three times, yeah. and he's still going to meet her. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, your man, the uh, lad in Marrakesh, who had the, the yeah, lady over. He wasn't really interested, was yeah, he? don't hug me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a flash flood from James to oh, cause us on. Yeah. Here we go. These women need a good, long, hard look themselves. Clowns is all you describe man. Clowns. 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 So good at it. That was so good. He's just able to capture something. A bit of emotion. Cowards. Mm. I just find the more James dives into this, the less we're able to actually comment on what's going on. He covers it all, doesn't he? Co- yeah. He we can't go back and say, no, James, you're wrong. No, it's gone past that point. Yeah, there's no, there's no no. arguing with him there. We just let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it all hang out and have a great week, guys. Thanks very much. We've been Paper Tuesdays.